The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by entrepreneur, author, and real estate investor, Andre Haynes. Andre, thanks for being here, brother. Tony, thank you for having me. How you doing, man? <laughs> not, not too bad, man. And uh, it's a pleasure and honor to have you here. Man, appreciate you for having me, man. For real, for real. Um, when I first got the email or whatever, I didn't really like pay attention to it or see it. Then I saw you followed up. Like, let me see who this guy is. He's pretty <laughs> persistent. He's pretty consistent. And then uh, we got on the call, man, and it was just like, man, we are so like-minded. And we talked for way longer than probably we were supposed to. And here we are, man, ready to rock and roll. No, man, it's, uh, you know, God brings us together, and, and it was just uh, very serendipitous. So, uh, like I said, I'm grateful, and, you know, your story itself is, uh, is, is amazing, and, and the success you've had, it's, it's hard not to notice. So uh, I'd love for you to start telling us just how, you know, growing up here in Chicago and, and some of the things that, that you saw and experienced that led you to the point where you're at today. Um, I come from the south side of Chicago, the Ida B. Wells Projects. Uh, I don't come from a whole lot of, well, no financial literacy. You know, everything growing up was pretty much government-assisted, you know, Section 8, uh, food stamps, EBT, you know, stuff like that. Um, my family was hit really, really hard by the drug epidemic in the late 80s and early 90s. So um, my parents were affected by that really hard. So I ended up being adopted into my own family by my aunt, blessed enough that I didn't have to go into the system. I had a very strong family and a very supportive family. And I ended up moving to a suburb here called uh, Maywood, Broadview area. Yeah. And I ended up going to a high school called Proviso East High School. And if you know about Proviso East High School, if you're from Chicago, it's like a basketball factory to like just generate NBA players year after year after year after year. And um, I ended up making some really cool friends uh, with a guy named D. Brown and Shannon Brown. And uh, their lifestyles uh, ended up co-mingling with my lifestyle because I was trying to be a rapper in high school. They were ball players and rappers and ball players. It just kind of like goes hand in hand. You know, they latched on to me. I latched on to them. And um, blessed enough, man, I was fortunate to go on a very, very, very amazing journey with those guys where they, you know, were recruited by some of the most amazing college coaches in America from Tom Izzo, Coach K, Bill Self, you know, you name them. Like, you know, these were the best of the best basketball players in the country in high school. And, um, you know, they were my friends. And um, I, you know, got to go with them all the way, you know, through their NBA years and, you know, just watch Shannon win championships with Kobe and D, make it to the cover of the Sports Illustrated in the Final Four National Championship game. Just like a lot of amazing things that the average person just doesn't get to experience, especially coming from the circumstances that I come from. So that exposed me to a lot and let me know that all things are possible regardless of your circumstances because these guys come from the exact same areas and neighborhoods that I come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, from there... I realized after a while that music wasn't working out for me, um, you know, no matter what I did. Like I said, I had NBA guys behind me. Another friend of mine, he is a music producer. He's made records for Rihanna, Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, over 40 million records sold around the world. And I couldn't get a record deal even with him making my beats and my music. You know what I mean? It just wasn't in God's plans for me. And I really had to, you know, take a step back and pivot and reevaluate some things in my life and Honestly, I needed to go and get a job because at that point, 
I was behind on every bill that I had. I was behind on my child support payments, just like eviction notices on my door. You know what I mean? Just in the worst situation I could possibly wow. be in. And, you know, like I had to have a self-evaluation moment. And in my book, Renaissance's Five-Step Guide on Getting Your sh- Together, I don't know if I can swear <laughs> oh, yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. We just got to put the, the E, the explicit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Next yeah. to that, that's all. Um, and it's the first chapter of my book, self-evaluation. And that's what I had to do with myself. I had to really sit down and corral my situation and just, like, you know, have a conversation with myself. Like, dude, you're just not that guy. Like, you're not who you're portraying to be in these music videos and these songs. Just, like, when you're out and about. Like, you really need to, like, you know, get your shit together. And um, that was the first step for me. And I stepped away from music. I kind of, like, pulled away from, like, all of my friends and just all of that. And I isolated myself. I went and got a job. Um, now, how old were you at this point? I think I was 27, 26 at this time. I mean, that's pretty young. Yeah, I was 26. You know, yeah, and, and. I was 26 because I just had been through so much from the age of probably six till that time it was just like I was just fed up and tired of being broke tired of being stressed just tired of just like being at the bottom it felt like walking around with a black cloud over my head and once I got that job you know I I was able to breathe a little bit because there was money coming in I was able to pay my bills catch up on certain things you know what I mean it wasn't the best job it was like a telemarketing company on the north side where I was putting people in like really crappy schools and (laughs) shit like that like it just wasn't a great job at all but it got me back on my feet and it got me in position to whereas I can start saving again like I said I can catch up on bills I can start putting money into my 401k where my job matches which is essentially free money you know what I mean different things like that and I started to google and look up how are regular everyday people who work nine to five jobs getting rich right everything that I came across real estate in the stock market real estate in the stock market it just kept being that and I finally came across this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's on Amazon for like two ninety nine. So I'm like, let me just buy this book. I ain't got nothing to lose. Like, I'm really at the bottom. Like, you know what I mean? At my wits end. What else? You know, let me just, maybe reading will help. You know what I mean? So I bought this book. And the book came probably two days later. And as I'm working in my cubicle, I crack the book open early in the morning. And by the time the day ended, I read the whole book because I just was so locked into the information and it was just really, really feeding me. I probably got reprimanded by my manager five or six times that day for just not paying attention to my phone calls and just like just reading. Just like I'm on the phone. People are calling like, hello, 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 hello. They're like, Andre, pick up the phone. I'm like, man, fuck this phone. Like this book is giving me everything that I need right now. You know what I mean? Teaching me about assets over liabilities, teaching me about taking ownership of my own life and not letting anybody else control it or tell me what to do. All of these different things that essentially like just caused a light bulb to go off in my mind like, damn, it's been you the whole time. (laughs) You've been depending on everybody else and friends and family and all of these different people to put you in position, but you're in control of that. And once I figured that out, once I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like, Everything changed. Then I followed up with Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins, which taught me everything about money, how to save, how to invest, how to invest in the stock market, all of the different investment strategies that I can use to be successful over a over a long term, you know what I mean, period. Nothing fast, nothing quick, no gambling, nothing like that, but just like really able to build wealth the right way. And it was through real estate, it was the stock market, it was entrepreneurship, investing, taking ownership of my own life and not building somebody else's business essentially. And another book that I read, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, which Mm -hmm. is what helped me with my spirituality, my mindset, like really like being calm, understanding that 
everything that I'm doing right now is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And every place that I'm in right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And there's no need to stress. All of this is a part of the ultimate plan to get me to my ultimate destination. And these three books kind of like really like molded me and created like this beast because I come from this street background, this poor background. And now I have all of this amazing information that just like really like kind of changed my mindset. So like this created like essentially like a monster, but in a good way, though, you know what I'm saying? Like I started sitting down, dude, not going out. I, I have a thing for Jordans. I love Jordans. I stopped buying shoes, start eating noodles every day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like saving all of my money. And after about a year, a year and a half from the job, I saved up about ten, twelve thousand dollars. Right. Wow. Um, I reached out to him. And it's not like you were making a lot of money. Yeah, I was making, like I say, after taxes, maybe twenty six, twenty seven thousand dollars a year. Like we were half your money. Yeah, I was probably at minimum wage. But again, I had a roommate at the time, my ex girlfriend, she would go half on the bills with me, like, you know what I mean? So and she was just like really down with the plan. Like, you know what I mean? She got it. She understood that I was trying to change my life and she saw the growth in me. So she was like, man, whatever you're doing, if you rocking, I'm rolling. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. And you'll hear how she benefited later in a story from being that way. Um, so I was able to save, like you say, essentially half of my money um, after about a year and a half. And I reached out to a big sister of mine, a mentor of mine, somebody who I love and trust, somebody who I met through one of the relationships I had through my friends that I, like I said, that played basketball. Her name is Kiyoki, amazing, amazing lady. Um, Kiyoki always told me, even when I was rapping, Dre, you are so smart, you're so talented, you don't even know how much potential you have. Like, just know that you're way bigger than you writing music. You know, she always told me this. And um, I reached out to her because Kiyoki was a real estate broker. And um, I used to work in Kiyoki's office, like kind of like when I first started, you know, stepping away from music. That was the first like real job that I had after like, you know, my music career. And she put me through real estate school and everything, but it didn't quite work out, you know what I mean? Because the market started crashing and she started, had to close her office, moved away or whatever the case may be. But in that time span, I learned so much from her. And when I called her, I was like, hey, Key, I'm ready to buy a house. And she was like, yeah, that sounds good, but you really should consider in your situation purchasing a multi-unit property. Wow. Because at the end of the day, a house is going to have you stuck at that job for the rest of your life because how else are you going to pay your mortgage if you ever leave? That's why and, advice, though. I mean, and <laughs> absolutely. And she's like, Dre, you don't have a bunch of college education. You can't just go get a $100,000 a year job. Like, that's not who you are. You have to understand who you are and play the game the way that it's going to benefit you. I've so, never heard anybody put it like that. That's yeah, really wise advice. Absolutely. Yeah. And, this, and this is why I love her so much. And this is why I'm so straightforward and why I'm so direct and why I don't bite my tongue with people because I have people like this in my life. And when they are like that, it was probably some of the best advice that I've ever received. Um, so she was like, you should consider getting you a multi-unit property and you should go get the property through this program called NACA that allows you to purchase a multi-unit property or mixed-use property up to four units with no money down, no closing costs, no agent or attorney fees, the lowest interest rate in the country regardless of what your credit score is, no PMI. Wow. It's just like the most unbelievable thing that you've <laughs> like ever heard money, of. Basically. Essentially, <laughs> it is free money. And I did exactly what she told me to do. 
Um, and I ended up going through the program and purchasing a four-unit property in Forest Park, <laughs> Illinois, right? And it's not, and I'm saying purchasing as if I spent money. I didn't spend a dime. I actually received $5,000 at the closing table. I walked into rent checks the same day that I closed, in addition to me having a free place to live. So I went from making $26,000 a year at my job, right? to saving about $15,000 in my account, which I did not have to use as a down payment. They gave me another $5,000 at the closing table because I got a seller's credit. And I used some of the seller's credit to buy my interest rate down to 2.5%. And I kept the other $5,000 for in my pocket, right? In addition to that, like I said, I moved into the property where I now live for free. I got my check from my job that day because it was my pay period. In addition to that, I got rent checks the next day because I closed on my property at the end of the month. Wow. So I went from $26,000 a year to having $26,000 cash in my account wow. in one day because I closed on a real estate deal and I went through that program. And living for free. And I'm living for free. So this is how I got started in business and real estate because I utilized that program that set me up to be amazing. So now I have $26,000 cash in my account. I live for free and I still have a job that's paying wow. me. So I put money into the stock market because that's what the book Money Master the Game told me to do. I went and bought me a Jag. I took a vacation and life's been merry ever since. <laughs> and after a couple of years, the cheat code was I took my girlfriend at the time who was with me. We took her back and we got her a property as well because we That's weren't amazing. married. That's amazing. So she got a four-unit property as well, but she got a way bigger and better property than me because I knew the program right, and how it right, worked. Right. We took her you to Worker Park. Oh, wow. So we got a four-unit in Worker Park with her. Wow. Yeah. So, well, so I got to ask because, you know, incredible story. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> incredible story. And it's uh, how old were you then when you bought that? Which one? The first uh, the, one or the, the, first, the, the first one? The first, the first one. one I was 30. So, I mean, you're talking about 26, 27 years old when you started this to now you're talking three years. Only in three years, you've completely changed your life around. And, yeah. it's, and the trajectory is just on the up to and the up. To the moon. Right. right? Yeah. So uh, your your situation wasn't unique. That you that you look around and, and, and in those in the projects in the city, I mean, just in that age, right? That's yeah. that's not typical. Yeah. So what was it for you beyond and I can't imagine either. You know, your friends, they're, they're, they're in the NBA. They're doing what they're doing. It's not like they're right here, right? So you don't have that. It's easy to give up on, on your dreams and say, nah, man, this is just my life, and mm -hmm. I feel sorry for myself. What was it for you that, that, that you had in you beyond just getting you know, fed up with it? Because a lot of people, everybody's fed up with it. But you did something about it to the extent that it was 180 degrees in the other direction. Um, I just saw possibilities. Like I said, I was around my friends, and my friends had me in situations, like I said, where I was around people that I would see on TV on a regular. Like, my friends were, like, all-American basketball players, which right, means right. they had teammates like LeBron James. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at, at 17 and 18, my guys are the, the best basketball players in the country. So when a LeBron James comes to the city of Chicago or something and they're playing, like, you know, pickup games or whatever, who do you think's there? Like, you know what I mean? My friends, I'm there with my friends. I'm around these guys seeing this stuff, seeing these guys grow into these amazing people. And it's like, yo, you can do this too. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know what you're going to do to get started, but you can do it too because at the end of the day, God doesn't have you in position to be circled around all of these people and innocent environment for nothing he's showing you something he's showing you you're also one of those guys too you just got to believe it and tap into it because at the end of the day everybody ain't in this room 
this is a very, very special room that you're in. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know how many people wish they can get in this room with these people? You know how many people wish they can have conversations with these people? Like, like I've lived probably four different lives, bro. Like, and it's just insane to me because I look back at all of the stuff that I've done, like all of the cool people that I've met, the relationships that I've built, just like the, the conferences that I've spoke at, like the podcasts that I've done. And it's just like, God, you have really like done wonders in my life over a 39 year period like it's just crazy to me how it, how it's worked out because coming from where i come from a lot of people don't think or believe that they have opportunity but i just want to be a prime example of hey guys you cannot let your circumstances dictate your outcome because at the end of the day I didn't have my mother. I didn't have my father. I had my aunt. Like, at least you probably got your mom. Like, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, it's just, there. Like there's always going to be a situation out there that's worse than yours, and somebody made the best out of that situation. So at the end of the day, we got to be able to shake all excuses and really, like, get on our grind out here and, like, make shit happen if that's what we really want, man. And 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 you really do live that though, from from a perspective of wanting to share that with others. I mean, it's not something that you're hoarding. It's not something that you're keeping for yourself. It's something that you're out there actively sharing that message of it's possible, right? And especially for Black and Brown people, it seems like you've really become an advocate for that. And right, you have a, a nice following on social media, but now you're using that platform to have these meetups and bring people together. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about your more recent event that you had that you threw a free event. I mean, literally yeah. you're paying out of pocket for these things to just teach financial literacy to your community. And, yeah. and you don't hear that very often. Yeah, me. Um, With no a, strings attached. Yeah, me and a group of my friends, um, we just got together and decided because we do a lot of events for, you know, people who we know and, you know, our, um, our peers that are in the financial literacy space around the country. So somebody might call us to go speak in Atlanta, Dallas, New York, you know what I mean? You just never know. So we always show up to other people's events and we all know each other and we all have had good relationships for at least two years now. And one day myself and my guy Byron, so the the group, you know what I mean, and the business that we started is myself, Moby Home Elite Investors, which is Byron and Sharnice Sellers, and also Rashana Scott, right? We all have our own brands. We all have our own, you know what I mean, lane. We all do what we do, and we do it very well. But one day we were just like, man, why don't we just come together since we're doing all of these collaborative efforts with everybody else in their cities. We come from the third biggest city in the country. There's no way that we can't get crowds of people to come out to learn more about how they can change their lives and their families' lives. And once we started sitting down, making a plan, dude, we just started like putting things into action, putting things into play. Because between all four of us, we have some amazing relationships around the city. Our networks are huge. Like, you know what I mean? Everything is essentially just a phone call away for all of us. And when we sat down and just like really started to like collaborate and put everything together, like the chips just started to fall in place and do what they were supposed to do. Like we had two events, one in January and one just this past weekend, both freezing cold outside, dude. I'm talking 20, 30 degrees outside and they were packed houses every single time. You know what I mean? So people are looking for this information. People want this information, but they want it from people who look like them, who talk like them, who dress like them, people they can relate to. There has to be a level of relatability like there. You know what I mean? You can't have no excuse my language if this is offense or anything, but you can't have white guys in a suit coming to the hood trying to teach kids about financial literacy because it just won't resonate with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, you right. can try, but at the end of the day, I know when I was a kid, I didn't want to hear that shit. 
Yeah. I wasn't looking for that. I wanted somebody who looked like me, got a fresh pair of mics on, a hoodie, a gold chain, who can talk my language, speak to me like how I understand it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, damn, I wish the rappers talked about this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's and, what, and that's what hear I more wanted. Of it now, yeah, too, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because financial literacy is becoming a thing in the community. It's starting to trend and not only trend, but people are starting to like get it. Like, yo, we have to figure out ways to close the wealth gap and how we close the wealth gap is starting businesses, owning stocks, purchasing real estate and having equity and shit. Outside of that, you're just talking shit, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it was actually Master Pugh says something that I always think about and talk about that. He says, um, uh, poor people talk about money, rich people talk about experiences and possessions, and wealthy people talk about ideas. And that's exactly what you're doing, right? You, you're finding wealth through, through sharing your ideas. And I'd love to ask you about that too, how from a social media standpoint, because like I said, you, you did uh, really develop a following. How, yeah. how did that happen? Because you're not a licensed real estate broker, right? No. <laughs> so it's not like I'm just it, an investor. You're just an investor, yeah. but but you you really amassed this. But where did where did it start? Where you said I want to do this? Like, tell me about that, and then the journey to get to where you're at today. So there was a a time in my life where I just like really really like wanted to be where I am right now, and I you know I almost made like a pact and a promise with God, like yo, if you deliver me out of this situation. And you show me the way, like, I will help anybody who I come across who needs to know this information at, you know what I mean? Essentially, no cost is pretty much what I've been doing. Like, I've been helping for free since 2015, my dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, God has really, like, just given me everything that I need, the relationships that I need. Like, I don't reach out and, you know, call or text or shoot out DMs, which I probably should do that. And that's, you know what I mean? I'm working on that. But I've never been the type to, you know, message a person, hey, can I get on your podcast? Hey, can I? It's always like people are drawn to me. And I feel like that's all God. It's anointing that's on my life that attracts people to me. There's a light in me. You know what I mean? Even though I can be a little rough around the edges sometimes, I can be a little vulgar with my language. But at the end of the day, there's an audience for that. And I'm very intentional about that because I know who my audience is and who needs to hear this. And when I decided to make that step into essentially um, influencer life, you know what I mean? Um, I knew exactly who I wanted to speak to. I knew who my voice was for. I knew what my message was going to be because essentially what I did is something that anybody can do. Again, the average person is definitely making more than $26,000 a year at their job. Some aren't. So even if you aren't, I'm an example of you can still do it out here. Yeah, Like you can still do it out here because like I said, I was essentially at or below the poverty line and I figured it out and you can do the same thing so once I made this promise to God man just things started happening and just like just positive energy started coming in my life and positive people started coming into my life and just I started to be more comfortable telling my story and I just got more vocal about my story and understanding and realizing that my story is an actual testimony for somebody it's not something that should be kept secret it was like no dude you're going through that that's a little shit right now you'll be fine I know it feels hard I know it feels tough right now but I promise you in five years you're going to look back and you're going to laugh at this because this shit is going to make you so strong it's going to make you so smart and the shit that you're going through Right now, you're going to be able to help somebody else out of the same situation, which is why you're going through it, because you need the formula to be able to help somebody else. And most times, if you don't experience it, you really don't know it. You can't teach it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like it's essential for people to learn from professionals that are in the industry. So, for example, I don't think that a college professor who doesn't have a business, who's not 
in business or anything should be teaching business. That makes no sense to me because essentially I can go read the same book that you read and have the same information. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like with no experience. Yeah, with no experience. So if you don't have any experience, if you've never been through anything, if you don't know about filing taxes, doing annual reports, you don't know how to, you know what I mean, just like restock, do your budget, see what your overhead is every month, understand what your net and gross profit is. Like if you don't know any of this stuff real or ever really experience any of these things, it's like, why are you trying to teach me this? I want to learn from people who have experience in what it is that I want to do, and that's what I provide for the people who follow me, for the people who look up to me, for the people who are, you know, looking for my message. Like, I am an experienced person in everything that I'm talking about. I don't speak on anything that I haven't done ever. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of wisdom there. So when it comes to even even just as you mentioned the first time that you bought you know your property and then with your your then girlfriend uh buying her property and then it was obviously better because of the experience now where you're at a lot of wisdom a lot of experience yeah. more more so on the mindset right less than the real estate but for those listening what advice would you give from the perspective of you're tired of your life what's the first thing you got to do to change that mindset beyond just hey i got to take these steps you know read these books but acknowledge really acknowledge that you fucked up like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a real conversation you have to have with yourself. Like, you can't go and make progress by sweeping shit under the rug. Like, you have to, like, really look in the mirror and be like, yo, like, it's I'm down bad right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not who I say I am. I'm not where I want to be in my life. I'm just not that. And when you can have that conversation with yourself, of course it's going to be hard because it breaks you down a little bit. But you can also then, after you acknowledge that, yeah, I'm not that, but I'm going to be. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, you have to be able to acknowledge who you are first. You can't just jump right into, okay, I'm this. No, you're not. You have potential to be that, but you're not that yet. So let's let's not even, let's not let's not do that right now. Let's claim what we actually are right now. Like, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Let's let's be real about who we are. Let's be a, let, let's keep it a buck. You know what I mean? About like, who, like where we are in our life. You ain't got no money. You know what I mean? You barely making it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, have this, like, be real with yourself. Like, I know you got on a thousand dollar outfit and that shit look good. But at the end of the day, that's not where you are in your life. It just looks like it is. So now we want to get to a space like this is where we're actually doing. This is how we're actually living. Like, we got it like that. We don't just look like we got it like that. Absolutely. And again, when we can have this conversation with ourselves, that's when we're able to start making progress. But when we're still hung up on we're something that we're not, you don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah. And, I, you know, and, and it's such good advice, but, yeah, most people are afraid to have that conversation with themselves. And then they won't do it, right? They, they, they yeah, they run from that because then they have to admit it to themselves and others. Now, um, all great advice. You got a lot of things coming up in the future. How can people follow you? Where can they find you on uh, Instagram and beyond? And at Renaissance125 across all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I got the same handle across everything, man. I got so much stuff. I got merch, Mindset Matters. This is one of my uh, pieces right here. Mm-hmm. I actually own these. I have these trademarked. This is happiness is greater than money, um, and I live by that. I stand on it. Um, the, the second one is Mindset Matters. I also have one where books are the keys and also happiness over everything. Those are my four designs that I own, and I have them all over my hoodies, T-shirts, hats. And if you want to purchase or if you like that, you can click the link in my bio on Instagram or whatever social media site and you can purchase those wherever i have a book called renaissance's five-step guide on getting your shit together it's a really dope book it's a quick read about 50 pages i got some cool interviews in there with some of my really cool friends um in addition to that 
I have courses on everything that I talk about, whether it be NACA, whether it be peer space, whether it just be real estate in general. Uh, we do these meetups. I have a monthly webinar called Navigating NACA where I teach people exactly what I did to attain my properties through the NACA program. Just, bro, I have a ton of things going on in addition to more speaking engagements coming up that I can't necessarily talk about right now, but just it just like it's up right now, dude. Like I said, God is really blessing me and I'm going to take full advantage of every opportunity that I have to get this word out there to tell people and encourage people to go purchase real estate, start your business. Like, you know what I mean? Do something that's really going to improve yours and your family's lives and stop being so, you know, lazy and just like, you know, rooted in like normalcy, just, you know, waking up and want to just go to work and do the same shit every day, man. Get uncomfortable. Push yourself to do some shit that's going to make you and like your family lives better. Get off that hamster wheel. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. No. And that, but I just want to thank you for coming in, just being a part of this community, being an inspiration and for sharing the the wealth, right? That's uh, the wealth comes through the knowledge and, and, and you're definitely putting it out there. So thank you for all that, for being a blessing uh, and an honor to have you uh, here, man. Hey man, Tony, thank you for having me, man. This was real cool. You got a dope spot. 